is Chris Delp coming at you live. Well, being recorded live at Free Play Richardson. It is the Hive Watch podcast. We're on episode, I don't know when. We are recording May 3rd, two days before Cinco de Mayo. And we, for the first time in a couple of episodes, or an episode and a half, I would say, include my partner, the umpteen time MVP. And did you win any of the tournaments this weekend? No. This was a, it was an off week. We got top four in the bracket, and then I don't remember how Shrem did. I think we won one and dropped two in a row, or won one, lost one, won one, lost one. Well, I think officially you're three-time MVP, two-time All-Star, and three-time free play killer queen league champion eric Merritt, welcome back to the podcast hey it's good to be back here in the friendly confines of richardson my home city we uh, we have a lot to go over but it's been a few weeks i guess let's start with how has your league experience been it's been about a full episode have you played since you were on the last yes and man just trying to remember from the last time that we spoke, I remember that we've I mean, we won our three matches. We played. Guido took a map off of us. I remember that. I remember. Three matches. This was with the Dallas date then. We haven't spoke since then? Yeah, I think the last time we spoke was Dallas, but then we've had. We had played three matches. Mm-hmm. Or we played two matches in Arlington. Uh, three of okay, the last okay. two matches of that evening. That's right. Yeah, we played Guido's team and we played Battle Hive Apis. Mm-hmm. And I remember Mahir and them screaming. Like all going up military and just like berserker flying yeah. through the wraps. It was it was fun. <laughs> I I was giggling quite a bit on the on the commentary for that. But yeah, and we watched some, a little bit of that. And Jerry had some stern words for me. My, my kills weren't up to snuff apparently for Jerry. So uh-huh, uh-huh. he so just he, wants you to kick in all the berries. Yeah, he, he wants me. If I don't get a hat trick apparently, then I'm not good enough for Jerry. <laughs> He's gone ahead and trying to trade me out to to a different scene. He wants to be playing in Austin now, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've taken enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you guys do go two and zero and get restored back to first place in the division. Five and zero with seventeen map wins. The wannabes right behind you at seventeen map wins, but four and one in the the match total and also the tiebreak of having beat them successfully in Dallas. So you guys are very very firmly in the driver's seat. What do you think? I think it's one of those things, like, it's really, you don't want to go ahead and, like, let up on the gas. And that's something that we're definitely talking about is... Well, with this format, you can't. You can't. Yeah. Like, like there's 17 to 17, so... Yeah. The, the, the hunt for the Nikita Cup might be a two, two-person two race, like a two-team race. However, it is a dead heat. Results may vary is not too far behind, too. They're if not. We, you know, it's one of the things that... Top two teams beat each other up, and then that put like let's say Wannabes takes the next set, and now we're five and one, and you're five and one. Mm-hmm. That puts the Wannabe results may Barry now potentially only one game back of first place if they go ahead and take their next match, they go to four and two. Yeah, and results may Barry has had a couple of weird coincidences, coincidences, whatever. It's you know, Bree hasn't been there, and Anthony hasn't been there for two dates. Right. And that's that's severely undermanned. However, they were have had, they did have the Bumble Sleuth All Star team of uh, Timothy and Molly sub in, so they they did well. They lost one up to you guys, right? Yes. But I mean, undermanned. They're in the hunt. They they gotta they gotta pretty much win out, I would guess. But uh, they they could win it out. So. Yeah. Yeah. And just Guido's one of those just like kind of low key queens there, where he's very jovial. And yeah, so it, it, belies, it belies his, like, his, he's not always, like, getting on the cab and just, like, angry and, like, 
he's not he's not you know Lawrence Taylor trying to kill somebody every right. time. You know, he's Gerald McCoy. I actually like it quite a bit because he is an effective queen. He does do well. He's he's firmly entrenched in the killer sleuth as a queen, and uh, and he belongs there. So with without without all the the salt and the yelling and the and the whatnot that you you might wrongly think is is necessary for that position, it's just not. And he proves that frequently. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on? Uh, we're also being joined off mic, but I'll pass it over if I need to by uh, two of the refried bees, Timothy, who's joined us for the last episode and half, and Antonio for the first time. Yeah, Here, how? Oh, okay. All right. So, so we have a one-time member of Results May Berry, Timothy here. That one time could very much become two or three. I've already been told, hey, if we're ever missing someone, you're one of the first <laughs> people we're reaching back out to. The, playing with them was a ton of fun, because mostly because of what y'all were saying about Guido. He was just immediately just like, all right, yeah, you're playing with us. Cool. Let's let's do it. Here's what I want you to do. And if you do it, cool. If you don't, cool. Let's just let's just see what happens, and I like that attitude a lot. And I think like everyone on that team kind of has that same attitude, so that helped out a lot. I don't feel like I did badly. Like I didn't feel like I was a liability. I don't. There was like one map where I feel like okay, yeah, I played great that map. Like I I really like was one of the standout players in this map. But for the rest of it, I was just there. I was doing my job, which is a good time for me. I feel. Yeah, that's always been important. Just kind of even if. You're just iconic, kind of holding space. It's really important there. You don't have to. We were talking about the little bit before the podcast actually started. How there's times where you're not going to actually pad the stat book. Like, oh, I've got 25 kills and like eight queen kills this set, and I could just like dominate the map. Like, you can have a much more low key stat sheet, and there's sometimes it just doesn't show up there where you're you're getting bumps, you're clearing the snail out, you're just making it uncomfortable for other warriors to enter your airspace. And somebody else might take that kill, but you kind of set it up, even if it doesn't show up as a bump assist. So yeah. that's always good, though. Yeah, like you could you could very well be. A, oh, we got the clip pulled up here. <laughs> I'm blue abs. Right. Yeah, and just a textbook pickup there. Uh, blue, blue, blue checks, by the way, is Molly. So that's both of us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as you were saying, it's like, yeah, your stat sheet might not look incredible, but you're making their stat sheets worse, and you're making your teammates' stat sheets better. Yeah. And so it might, all, it might not always show on you because of how the stats work, but you're still very much doing your job, and that's what I felt like I was doing with Results May Vary. And I think they agree. I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're... The most important stat is that the cabinet, the little hexagon goes over to your side and says your color wins. Yep. Let's see. Timothy's not the only refret B we have here. Let's introduce for the first time on the podcast, at least, Antonio. He's the speed warrior for the refried bees, putting in a lot of work along with Timothy. And I would say, like, if you're around the Free Play Killer Queen League, like, you know him for a couple of reasons. One, the headphones, which I'd love to ask him yes. about. And two... He always sits down, which I always frown upon people who sit out in the cabinet until I actually stand next to Antonio, and he's, like, taller than yes. I am. This man, is, he needs to sit down. <laughs> like, watching him try and play standing is absurd. It's like its like the opposite of those little kids who can't reach abs and have their... And their have to, like, hang off the cab for dear life. Right. No, you have to, like, fold him three times over and then place him on the cab to get him to, to actually play. Yeah, it's just not practical in any way. <laughs> Yeah, the power stance goes into the other cabinet if you right, had to like right, right. power down to get it there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's bring on Antonio of the Refried Bees. 
Yeah, good to be here. I don't have that much to say about the last league date. I, I think I'm more interested in what happened during the spring season tournament. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a really good transition because that's something that I do want to talk with both of y'all about because just kind of like that's, from my understanding, that would be y'all's first experience playing with other scenes, traveling to play against us. And just I remember kind of like what that was like. My first travel tournament was just going to Austin. So it was different, but not as kind of overwhelming as like running up. My first travel tournament proper was going to Phoenix. And one of my first rounds was against the defending, my defending Bumble Bash champion. If he wasn't defending, he had won at least once. It was Domish. And I kind of had that arrogance of ignorance. It's like, all right, I don't know who that is. I'm going to light him up anyways. And I was not an asset to my team because the things I was able to get away with in Dallas absolutely cannot get away with somebody who had been playing for years at a high level. So I definitely am interested to see kind of like what, what were y'all experiences, what y'all thoughts, what y'all learned, and just don't want to like make you say the whole thing, but just start and we'll just bounce off from there. Oh, yeah. So for one thing, we did not come into this expecting to win any games. We were like, okay, we win one, one map, we're good here. We came in with the mindset of learning from everybody. We, we knew some of the people, like Woody, of course, and then Rob Renold. We saw Rosalinda there, Eduardo, Ryan. There's a ton of new players who we'd never seen before, Amanda as well. And we just, I know Timothy was talking to all of the really good queen players, but every time I saw somebody do something interesting with Speed Warrior, I was like, okay, I got to go look at that again on the footage and try it. You know? Okay. What about you? What was your... Pass it over to Tim. Just like a little game of hot, like hot potato going over, and I'm gonna have to like take, give the headphone to Delp, so like we make sure we get every permutation of headsets and commentating going. Oh, that'd be great. As far as my experience with the Spring Series, I really just wanted to meet everyone. I think that for me was what I was looking forward to more than actually playing, because I felt like okay, there's so many people that like I know have played this game a lot longer than me, have played this game a lot better than me and have played with a lot more people than me. So it's like, I want to meet these people, see what they have to say. I immediately went up to Rob the, the first day, like the Friday night, and I was just like, hey, I'm gonna be playing Queen a lot this weekend. If you see anything that I can improve on or that you think I should know, please do not hesitate to tell me. And then like the following days, I said the exact same thing to Woody and I said the exact same thing to, I don't think I ever said it to Eduardo, but I think I said it to Amanda, okay. maybe one or two other people. I was just like, yeah, y'all please, like, tell me everything that you could see that I can work on at this point. Because I've only been playing the game for a couple months, and they had been playing it for many years. Yes. So that was big. Another big thing I learned from the Spring Series was watch out for potholes. Yeah. yeah we, for the tournament, we were missing one of our guys for almost the entire group stage because tire blowout. And I know that's not a typical tournament experience, but I feel like that was kind of a defining aspect of our first tournament experience because we were playing not only were we probably already one of the worst teams there we were playing undermanned so that made it even a little more like we were just getting beat down mm -hmm. when he sh when and when he got there i mean we we still all lost almost every map but the one map we won was right after he showed up yeah which it just shows, like, and he's our objective runner. He wasn't one of our warrior guys. He's, he's the person who was just riding that snail. But, like, just having everyone there is so important. If you think you're not important objective runners, you very much are. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that we've done a better job with, especially because we have 
objective players who are very vocal about and very passionate about running objective. A lot of new players sometimes feel like, and my, I, for my brother's birthday last August, I had my family up here and I got to play with my little brother and little sister for a little bit. And my little sister's like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to ride snail. That's easy. I just need to hop on and go left. And I think a lot of players are just like, yeah, just get on the snail, hop over and go left. If I'm running berries, I just go up or there. And there's so much under the hood with that. There's like Katie Caston frustrates me a lot, especially in tunnels. Ryan has gotten to that point too, Ryan Hess, where they become very frustrating for me to kill. I'll go on and I'm not timing the jumps right and then I just bounce off them. And that's the most frustrating thing for me personally as a warrior. I have a sword, you don't. Why are you not dead yet? And you get a point like, I'm not even gonna mess with this anymore. I noticed a lot of that at the tournament as well. I got, I had to play off position for a second, and I learned so much more about objective play than I think I might have learned about Speed Warrior. It's like, you're the snail rider, but you're not just the snail rider. You're watching the space around you and the space around your space, and you're, you know, you're just doing team callouts. Oh, how many warriors are up for their side? How many warriors are up for our side? You're jumping off, trying to prevent other people from feeding your snail. That's, it's a, it's a whole experience. Yeah, you're kind of the shot caller in, in a lot of ways, too. Like, the queen is really responsible for owning control of the map that can be used by the opposing team. But when you're pushing that objective, you are pushing, like, you are determining how, what, like, the pass that the opponent is going to go. You're costing them time by feeding. You are causing them to dedicate warriors to specific locations that make it more predictable for your warriors to pick up. There's a lot of, of the flow of the game that the objective players can control. And so it's maybe not always, for me personally, it's not as rewarding because I don't get that nice crunch sound when I eat a drone the way I do when I kill a queen or see the little explosion when the warrior dies. But like, there's a lot that goes into the objective running. So Delphi, you haven't been on the call for a little bit. Let's pass it back over and get those combinations going. Yeah, well, I, I, since we have Antonio here, I want to ask, what's up with the headphones? Oh, I can't really exist with free play in, in a free play location without them. This one is actually not that bad. I took my headphones off, and I was like, Don't tell my boss. He'll turn it off. I can hear. I can, I can breathe. I can see. It's, it's so quiet in here. I was like, wow. Yeah, but they're not, you're not playing music in there, right? Usually I'm not. Sometimes I will, but usually only during treasuals, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll have, like, some jazz video game like soundtrack fusion going on gotcha and uh, normally it's just like it's just, it's just really bad and like dallas i'll get super overstimulated have to leave in like 10 minutes right <laughs> so yeah so you have like you have noise canceling headphones that are made for a gun range yeah and uh, and i i have to say you showed them to me i'm a huge fan i got a pair myself yeah they're effective like they cut out all all of the outside noise and if it gets too loud, it literally mutes itself. Like, you just hear it go, like, that's it. <laughs> it goes from all the sound to none of the sound. And then it, it pipes back in the low-level stuff. So I don't know about you, but whenever I wear those headphones, I just hear, like, explosions coming off of the, the, the <laughs> yeah, buttons. The, so the tapping. tapping sounds so loud with those headphones on. It's just like, pow, 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 pow. Yeah. But yeah, there's a... Those are some interesting headphones you got, and I'm a, I'm a big fan. They weren't they weren't that expensive, so definitely a, a wise investment for me because I am playing Killer Queen in all the places. Dallas is loud, but so is when you go out to Florida. What is it? Glitch Bar. Glitch Bar is so loud and so, like, confined as well. So, yeah, I think those those headphones will serve you well going throughout. What was the draft tournament like for you guys? 
You want to? No, 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 I'll okay. talk to you first. All right, yeah. So, the draft tournament for me, it was. Uh, who, it who, was whose team did you end up on? I was on Ryan Hess's team. Okay, and your queen was? Yeah, Nathan. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Kasten, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, so what was your draft tournament experience like? Because that was like, you guys were, you guys know you were coming in and going to get trashed, and you, you did, and not only did you, like, yeah, Carson wasn't able to get there because of an, a tire explosion, so it was a really weird situation in that way. So I always thought, like, these dra this draft tournament with these national players, that's, that's your time to really soak in some stuff. Yeah, well, for me, it didn't end up doing, we didn't do too hot because when there's so many high-level queens, you know, like, mm -hmm. you got... <laughs> Woody, Eduardo, mm -hmm. Amanda, all, all those players. Uh -huh. And then, you know, like Nathan Kasten is good, but he's mm -hmm. not super ultra hyper national well, level he's a spy, number one. He's a spy, spy, sorry, a speed warrior. That, that yeah. 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 So it was there was just some stuff that would happen. Like he would just die because he was out of position. And I was like, okay, well, the game's over. Right. And it's like, so I, I didn't learn too, too much. But I was like, okay, this this was pretty fun. It was a good experience nonetheless. Playing against people. And with people who were at that level. Oh. Did you see Mario? I did, yeah. Yeah. So so did you pick up anything from this game? Because Mario has the unique distinction of being the speed warrior who won both tournaments. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't get a chance to talk to Mario very He's much. He's quiet. He's quiet. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how many words I've actually said to Mario, but obviously he lets his game speak for himself. Exactly. I didn't get to talk very much to him. There were a lot of people who were like me, you know, that you mm -hmm. just go up to them, you talk to them, they'll talk back, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they'll come up to me. I mean, Ryan chose me to be on his team. Right. Of course, Timothy was already picked at that point, but still, mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah, so did you get a chance to watch any of the footage back? Did you have any thoughts on, on those Speed Warriors? A lot of the footage from super high-level games I could not follow beforehand, but now I can follow a little bit more, a, l a little bit closely. I can I can pick up a little bit more about what the high level game is about, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like your your map awareness expands as you watch footage and as you learn more things and then put it into application and you can even go back and watch the same footage and be like, that's what was happening there. Okay. Exactly, yeah. I remember like a month ago, I would watch games from New York. I was like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. What is this? <laughs> and now right, I'm like, right. Oh no, this is all right. Yeah, just don't watch any of like the Bumble Bash one stuff before they change the tap rate. Yeah. So I know you, I know you've watched Layla in the past. I know you've watched. Well, yeah, let's see, well, Eric. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. yeah. Who, who's the speed warrior you're looking to emulate right now? Well, so far we've been, you know, Timothy and I will just talk about it. We're like, okay, well, next person it's got to be Killer Sleuth, of course. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'm still watching Eric Merritt, mm -hmm. talking to Eric too, which is great, but. Now I'm trying to see, you know, Anthony Sifuentes, right? Yes. Yes. And and Brian Lucas. Uh-huh. Brian Lucas, Anthony Sifuentes, those two. Yeah. Very good. I would like to play at their level eventually. I know it's gonna it's not gonna happen in two months, like what happened with like I'm I'm on the I'm at least at everybody's level in the bumble suit now. And I am competent enough that I can go one on one with each of them in my head. Yeah. And yeah. I wanna get to that point with like you know, people like Anthony Sifuentes. You'll get your chance. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, you'll exactly. get your chance. We're actually talking. I, I, I was talking to Guido about getting a bunch of the Killer Sleuth guys together and running, like, some, you know, team sets. I think I think it would be very us. helpful. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and there's a there's a big scene out there in Arlington. They just get to get. Basically, you guys will roll out, and the Gillilands will roll out. And, yeah. And, yeah, we can film a podcast and then, and then play until, you know, my fingers bleed. So 
I'm always happy to, to go out there and set the, the hive mind heat map on fire on, on the Killer Queen in Arlington. Yeah. All right, so Timothy, what was your experience out there? Okay, before I get into that real quick, I just okay. want to say, because I don't think this has been brought up yet, uh, we didn't have every single refry be there. David subbed in mm -hmm. on Saturday, and I can't thank him enough for that. Mm -hmm. That was – he honestly didn't play that bad. Like, he was probably one of our better warriors that was there. Aaron, sorry, Dar David is one of the most consistent players you will find. Like, he's learned it slowly over time, season after season, where he didn't get a chance to play, and then he got a little bit of a chance to play, and he got, like, given one or two tasks, and he got really good at those one or two tasks. And very patient player and methodical and does what, does what you ask of him and – you know, does what he knows to how to do. I see the last league date where he was quite the dominant speed warrior in the yeah. Bumble Sleuth. Mm -hmm. But uh, so my experience with the draft tournament on Sunday, I was on team Katie. So my queen was Brian Lucas. My speed warrior was Napalm, Nathan Palmer. And the other warrior to my side was Emily. So that was a pretty solid roster. The first team we played was his team, team Ryan, and we swept him. I think, I think I don't, I don't remember a ton from that game honestly. But the next team we played was Carson's team, and Carson was smart enough to immediately draft Woody number one overall. So yeah, you know that that team. Was, was <laughs> bad, <but laughs> no, 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 no. Of course we're gonna help our friend draft the best team. This is the thing though, like you know, in any kind of draft, like. When we even when we were first doing the free play league, we had people like, I don't know, with the first pick, should I pick Eduardo? Yes. <laughs> like, Why would you not? Like, of course you should. There's not a better. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like I don't know this name. Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> but their their team was the next one we played, and I can't remember. Like I think the entire set. Nathan was just saying, okay, my entire job is to just keep Woody down. Because Woody wasn't playing Queen. Woody was playing Speed Warrior. Because mm -hmm. their Queen was Brian McLaren, who okay. is more than serviceable as a Queen. Yeah. So they – I remember this was Carson's decision. Like, he was just like, hey, Woody, I think we're actually going to have you play Speed Warrior instead of Queen. So we lost – we took one map from them. We took day map from them, but then they took all the other ones. And then I don't know how on earth this happened, but in the loser's bracket round one, we ran into Eduardo. And yeah. that <laughs> – I don't know what I don't know what he was doing down there that early, but, <laughs> but uh, that team was it wasn't just him. That team was really good, and yeah, we lost to them too. But I do remember the day map of that set because we took them past famine, still lost unfortunately. But everyone played great. I really liked that team. I think most people on that team liked that team. Brian, he just. He's a lot of fun to play with because, like, you can tell he's very passionate about the game, but he's not ever going to, like, show negative emotion after, like, a loss more than, like, a second. Yeah. Like, he'll, like – and that's – I think the rest of the team was kind of the same way. Like, em I feel like Emily's kind of the same way. Nathan Woody, was – Woody's that same way. Yes. Yes, that's true. Woody is that the same way. But, like, so, yeah, that team was great. I remember afterwards, Brian came up to me and was just like, hey, I'm buying a round of drinks for the team. And I was like, cool, I can't do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember finding that out about y'all. Yeah, I guess it was the Thursday before. We're all like, all right, we're going to – like, we don't want to get too lit up on a Friday because we got the actual matches tomorrow. And he's like, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think most people – in case anyone doesn't know that every single member of our team is under 21 currently. So I think 
Yeah, I think we're the only team in the free play league where none of us can buy a drink. Yeah. So, because I know like the BGs have like a couple of like real like children. Yeah, the actual proper children. Yeah. Yes, but like they still have Emily, LMA, and Virginia. We're we're all like eighteen to twenty, like eighteen to twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's the oldest. He's nice. Yeah. Right Okay. Well, happy early birthday. Oh, true. So, yeah. No, the spring series as a whole was great. The Sunday tournament, I actually, I did enjoy more than the Saturday tournament. Although nothing's going to beat winning that one Twilight map. <laughs> so, talk talk a little bit about that on the Twilight map. Who was that? Who was that against? It was against Hawaii Hivo. Okay. So, which was Guido or Guido's? I'm sorry. Yeah. Guido, Megan, KT, Emily, and Mary. Mary. Yes. So they beat us pretty bad on day, then they beat us pretty bad on night, and then they beat us not as bad on dusk because halfway through that map, Carson showed up. Just He didn't say anything. He just walked up to the cab, hit the button, and was like, sup, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, cool, get on snail. <laughs> so Twilight was the first full map he was there for, and because it's Carson, he immediately knows how to boost all of our morales instantly just by being there, maybe saying like one joke or something. So I just told him, okay, it's Twilight. This is your favorite map. Do your thing. I'm not going to give you – just do your thing, bro. I want to just, like, stop really quickly there for prosperity. I think that may be the first time that sentence has ever been said, that Twilight very, very is your favorite map. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they re Interesting. I yeah. do like Twilight as well. I think Twilight gets too much hate. I'm not going to say it's my favorite map, but it's definitely Carson's favorite map. So he shows up, and it's, it's Twilight. So I'm like, dude, just do your thing. Go nuts. And that's exactly what he did. And – that was by far the most energy that was coming from us as a group of five in that entire weekend. <laughs> like, we'd get one warrior kill, and, like, we'd be popping off. I'd get a queen kill, and I'd go nuts. And then as soon as that last berry win, and probably the biggest pop-off we've ever done. So, <laughs> and, we, and we have some pretty big pop-offs. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely remember that the first time I was doing comms in Arlington for one of your matches. I'm... Um, I'm get talking with Jerry, and I was like, I think this is the Refire Beast is the team that like they get louder doing that. And as soon as I said that, y'all were typing in, and y'all just like screamed to begin the. Uh, yeah, and I was exactly. like, Yeah, okay, this <laughs> is the team. Yeah, Chris yeah. is like, Yeah, you're gonna hear them right now. Yeah, or you're gonna hear them starting now, and then <laughs> just immediately afterward, like on cue. No, I am, I am a huge proponent, obviously, of the pop off, of the big energy, of getting excited when something is going well. It's one of my favorite things about my current team, Shrek, is that they do build on momentum. Um, I love the fact that I'm not the loudest person on my team and that somebody can outscream me. And we just like, because it's a, it's a mental thing for you. You're pumping yourself up, but that stresses the other team out. Because I've been on the other side of it where you just hear them like getting loud and you're just like, we're dying and we're dying. We can't keep dying because they're getting loud. And why is none of the Nothing is working, and it just like your their tech just gets a little bit worse every time that they hear you scream, and it's just so I'm I'm a huge proponent of that. But you were actually about to say something before I preached the good word of popping off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean it's still on topic. I, I remember we got four in the first match, and I was just like, oh man, and then we got four and I was like, oh man, it's just like it's just like the, the I hadn't popped off like for the whole tournament, so it was just like energy building up, and then Carson comes back, and I get one kill, and I'm like, bye. I get another kill, and I'm like, bye. I kill Guido once, I'm like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, I definitely because that's one of the things like me personally, like I like scream after something bad happens because like if I like 
let that sit, then like I just start getting quieter and quieter and quieter in the cab. And it's like, why is nothing going on? And he was like, I'm not calling my call outs anymore. And it's like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And it's like, you got to like say a expletive really loudly and then just get back in there. Or you get a kill and like, got him. Next one. <laughs> and so yeah, exactly. It's all about it's all about energy. Like I'm big into treating Killer Queen very much like you would if you're playing like football or basketball. You get a dunk, you got to like walk off on the cab and just like let them know about it you know i'm a huge proponent of the this is not a visual medium uh, tim gave us the the pound on the chest and definitely yeah i'm a huge proponent of that yeah whenever i start losing i just i just shrink you just get into like your shell and lower yeah <laughs> and then it's just like one shot goes off i get that one kill and it's just like a flood of energy yes <laughs> yeah it's it's great that some of my best moments were from that that one match right there. Just I was in position, you know, in the hive, got it. I if I had stuck, there was one point where Gito was just like rising. He stuck. If I had stuck right there, I would have got the kill. And there was another point on the dusk map where he's like right in that side nip, like at the top. There's another one I tried to get a rise on him, just like one pixel off, I'm dead. Yeah. It's like I had so many. Almost amazing moments from that tournament that I that have stuck in my head now that I think I can get just like with a little bit more practice. Yeah, it's just one extra tap or just like one thing I found I I didn't realize I was bad about it until like the New Yorkers played with us and I'm like I bounce off of the heads of people a lot. It's like what's going on? He's like your reflexes are going quicker than the game. You're you've lined up the kill and you're turning at the last second, so you are higher, but you're facing the wrong way, so you bounce instead of confirming the kill and going forward because you've seen the kill and you've already started looking at the next target you have to like take a second let it happen but like it's all those things that you don't realize until somebody else is watching and you just get that from playing with other people and other scenes and seeing how they play it and like it's all great like it's all great so that's uh, true a lot of our i mean right here you get you go yeah a lot of our moments like that, where we we will catch ourselves though, because we like to watch a lot of ourselves play right after, like what Monday, Tuesday, right after our league dates. Every time we go over for like an hour or something, Tim and I. There was one week where we stayed up until like 1:30 a.m. like three days in a row talking Queen. Oh yeah, we were just watching footage nonstop. If you remember, I went in the stream chat as soon as that Saturday night tournament was over because I didn't know that you could just watch previous footage from a live stream while they were still live. I was always because I'm new to Twitch, so I was always under the impression of just like, oh, once the stream ends, okay, you can go back and watch stuff. So like after like 10 minutes of casuals, I was immediately just like, hey, can y'all cut the stream? I want to review footage, <laughs> like in the <laughs> chat. <laughs> and also, one more thing to build off what you were saying as far as like the like bouncing off warriors' heads and stuff, because that that just like I remember I once I think it was Mahir who said like, oh yeah, on that you want to think like, go through them, not just don't just hit their head and go like you need to go through them, and that resonated a ton with me because of my baseball past where it's just like I was a pitcher so it's like you don't throw a pitch like if you're throwing a fastball you don't throw it to the catcher or like where their mid is you throw it through them because that's actually going to make you more accurate stuff. so that just resonated a lot with me I just wanted to share that we we don't have a lot to to promote I mean I guess we gonna, we're going to uh, the next league date is May 14th. 14th. Thank you. Thank 14th you. in Dallas. In Dallas. That's going to be a big one. But uh, before that, we have the Derby Devils this Friday. Are, are you guys always bringing like sick energy to that? Are you going to be able to make it, or is it? Uh, I'm going to be able to make it. I'm going to be in Houston. Antonio ah. is not going to be able to make it. Carson's not going to be able to make it, and Tanner's not going to be able to make it. 
other Carson is a maybe, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I'm going to try and bring other people yeah. that aren't already affiliated with the league. Well, you know you know how that goes. It's, it's super new player friendly. Yeah, the yep. Cinco de Mayo at Free Play Arlington, the, the Derby Devils take over Killer Queen. We got some stream updates. It's going to look better. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. What do you think? You've seen it. What do you think of it? I think as a whole, I like it. I think all the improvements are good. It definitely makes it look more like a I don't know. It's like I, I look at the screen that's up right now, which is like the aftermatch stat sheet, and I'm just like, okay, this looks like me after the Rangers play, pulling up my phone, just be like, okay, let me see the box score. It just looks like a little bit more organized than that. It's like, yeah, I just I just like it. It looks a little bit more like a sports league thing, which for me is always going to be a good thing. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's my personal opinion on it. There's a couple of really cool features that are added that I know we have both like just been geeking out over. Yeah, so again, this is not a visual medium. but So the hive mind that we have now, it's a little more updated. If you've watched any of the Hive City Classic streams, you know that there's the bottom part of where it has blue team and gold team and uh, different warriors on there. But when a warrior gets a kill on the queen, it does a little animation at the bottom and shows like, like blue abs, kills, gold queen. There's just a pop right there. It'll come yeah. up here in a little bit. Oh, I think yeah. the, it's actually showing the win percentage as it shifts over in the middle between whether gold team right now is 50% and then like it switches over now, blue team is in advantage. Oh, I didn't even notice and that. So like, that's really excellent. Like right now, blue team 68% likely to win the game. Wow. And then it goes ahead and get the last kill on here. But what really geeks oh me out about God. this one is when the game ends, no matter how it does, there's an instant replay oh, yes. of the last two or three seconds of the game. You have the Queen's Clash that's instant replay, and then you see the Gold Queen drop down and get the final kill. Exactly. And like, one, I'm just excited to see like Jerry retelling the last second yep. on a play like that. But like – I just ambiently was like, okay, cool, it's a new layout. And I was like, let me just see, like, so I was just wanting to see the results screen. Mm-hmm. I go ahead and kill the queen for the last time. It does the instant replay. And I swore loudly. <laughs> I was like, there's instant replay now? Like, that's like, out of control. Yeah, for real. Like, think about the best play you've ever made that ended a game. Because we all have one. Like, oh, no yeah. matter how long you've been playing. If you've been playing for two months or you've been playing for ten years. I don't even, has the game been out for ten? Almost, I think. Uh, it came out in 2013, right? Okay, yeah, so 10 years, yeah. yeah 10 so years. no matter how long you've been playing, you have one moment in your mind where it's just like, this is probably the best play I've ever made the end of game. And it's like, being able to see that like with the instant replay feature, that's going to be sick. Yes. Like, I'd Also, the fact that it, it has, I didn't notice that win percentage thing, where it's like, oh, this dude, like, most likely going to, like, the win percentage thing that was in the middle, I didn't see yes. that. So that means that individual kills and plays are now going to have a win probability added stat. And as a baseball fan, again, I'm going to nerd out over that. I can already tell. Yeah, like the ESPN win probability tracker. Mm-hmm. And I know there's – because I've been on the other side of it. There's some heartbreakers there where you're at Ooh. 99%, your queen dives for no reason, and now you're at zero. Lastberry falls in, and then somehow your queen gets killed. It's like, what are you doing? And there's a hive mind medal for that because I've, I've, I, I have it. And just a little humble brag there. <laughs> it's called a buzzer beater. If the opposing winning berry is going in and you get the last queen kill before – the animation finishes, oh, yeah. you get that one. So that's always a that's a really fun one too. That's that's one of the most heartbreaking experiences you can go through as a queen. Oh yeah, one that I take pride in saying has never happened to me yet. But watch, now that I've said that, it's gonna happen in like a week. It's yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the timer now. Yep, yep, it's happening now. I put it out there in the universe. The universe is gonna throw it back at me soon. I mean, it's just part of like law of large numbers. You're gonna play a lot of games and just 
every now and then you're you're gonna get snuck by something. Yes, yes. It happens. You're you're bouncing a little bit. You're trying to just like the last barrier is going in, but you're just under duress already, and it's just yeah. nothing you can do. It's just like the animation takes just a little too long, yeah. and mm -hmm. you're done. Yeah, exactly. It's like especially like I play this game so much. It's like I'll never have seen it all, but I'll see. I will eventually see almost everything, and that is included under almost everything. Yeah. So it's going to happen to me at some point. I know that's going to happen. I tr I'm going to do everything I can to make it not happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, like you said, law of large numbers. That's just how it works. Yeah, you can be the goat or you can be the goat. It just depends on the map. All right, now that we got uh, the two hosts back on, it's been a minute. Yeah, I guess, I guess we should uh, close it out by kind of previewing. No, no commercial break this time. We come to the Derby Devils thing on Thursday. But uh, next league date, May 14th in free play Dallas, right at the get-go, is probably one of the most high-leverage matches we will have in this league, which is your team and my team, the first and second place team. I don't know who's technically home and away in that one, but uh, as the two first place teams just in an absolute dead heat, I would say you talk about win probability. The Nikita Cup win probability spikes very highly depending on what the outcome of that match is. Yes. Yeah. How, how has the, the conversation, the meta conversation been about with you? Because I know you care about this stuff as much as I do yeah. with your team. So a lot of it is kind of focusing on the small details, making sure that we're in position when we need to be. I think one of the big things that caught us off guard, like to see the not saying the disadvantage your team has, but the disadvantage your team has is we – are not going to sleep on you the same mm. way that you're. I can, I can barely I can yeah. barely wake up my team. Like yeah. I, I will have to tell them again, this is an important match, and they'll be like, "What match?" Like <laughs> I I swear to you, Eric, I want to strangle some of my teammates of just like, can we try here? There is an actual trophy on the line for this. Yeah, it's just a like the map that we dropped against Battle High Vapus, which to this day is still there. Their maps that they've got in the season. Yes, the only map is a Twilight so Win over we, Take we It Easy. So, and it's just that we definitely, not so much not taking them seriously, but like there's definitely a different level that you're playing when the person across from you is Gary versus mm -hmm. the person across from you is Rob versus mm -hmm. it's just there's levels to it. We, yeah. You yell at your football teams like, okay, you should be taking everybody seriously, but when you're playing against Brady, you're going to play it a little bit differently than you're playing against Zach whatever his name and who was the Jets quarterback. Zach Martin. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson. See, don't even know his name. Because <laughs> he's not important <laughs> and he's got replaced by Aaron Rodgers now. And so y'all don't have that disadvantage because or that advantage because we know that there's so much on the line playing it that we're going to be dialed in from the get-go. So it's just the same thing understanding, like, those little minor mistakes that happen in games. Not getting your opens cleanly. Going for attacks that you don't necessarily need. Going down. Going to one warrior instead of just being at two and getting back up to three, getting that two, one, zero, one, two, one, two, zero, one place instead of being three, two, one, three, two, two. Just those things like that. It's just luxuries you can't afford when the team can just like get up, murk you, and go on about their business. Yeah, that, that, is, that is the beautiful thing about this, this table format that, that we borrowed from the EPL. Like every game, every map very much matters to your team depending on you know, if you're going for the Nikita Cup, you're fighting for every single map. And if you're not, and if you just, like, throw away every Twilight map, like, you're not going to win first place, period. You're not going to win the Nikita Cup. You're not going to get a, a special video from Nick. Yeah, like, that'll be the cost of it. You, you boff Twilight every time. Or you might get relegated because of it. 
or you might get promoted on on some end because you know you paid attention and you did the homework every every Saturday after the event, right? Like you, you like these guys are. Every little match matters in your little meta rivalry with every team in the league. So it's 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 super important. I'm stoked, man. I'm just stoked every every time I'm in the league. And I gotta tell you, Eric, I love watching the Bumble Sleuth play. Like as yeah. much as I love playing. I also love watching them play and get better. And, you know, shout-outs to all the queens in the Bumble Sleuth because they've been putting in the work. Yeah, we got to watch them up close when I was doing the commentating in Arlington. And I do see a lot of the growth there, especially coming from the preseason tournament. Some of them maybe been playing for the first time in kind of a organized killer queen league or maybe haven't played in a while at that level. And you could definitely see the tightening of the screws as the season has gone on. Mm. Of course, the refried bees have been just crushing it. I definitely... 19 of 20 maps. Yeah, I definitely expect to be seeing them next season in Killer. I agree, and Um, I think they belong too. And it'll be very, definitely very interested and very fun to go ahead and go up against them and so see what I've, they've taken. I have been in their meetings, and I've been, I've been urging them to go ahead and like adopt some snail strategies just to get ready for, even if you're not going to run berries, like get ready for it in defensive postures anyway. Like if you're running the snail, you're also defending the snail, and you're going to be defending the snail throughout the, the killer sleuth. And then what did we do during the spring series? We ran snail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you, you ran snail with a bot. I mean, I you guys, mean, yeah, you guys were in – that was such a bummer. I was, I was so disappointed. Yeah. Like, no fault of your own. I, I hate, hate, hate. You know, as TO, the last thing I want to do ever is DQ somebody or have anything that's outside of the game influence what's happening in the game in the tournament. Like, I want everything to be decided by the cab, whether it's Killer Queen or Pinball or Street Fighter. Like, I don't want to see a button break on anybody. I don't want to, like, you know, have to have to DQ somebody for throwing a pinball machine out of frustration. Like, let's just play the game and, and let it go where it belongs. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad you guys got to play on that Sunday because – but I, I do want, wish I could give you all those group matches back. Just even, even if you lost them all, I wanted you guys to have the experience. Oh, actually, okay. So last league date, we won. Mm. We ran one snail map, night map against what? Honeycomb Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna see more of that next league date too. Yeah. Day night. I mean, we can just say the whole strategy. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like that. That that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, snail I mean, day map. Snail open on night. Switch the berries eventually if that needs to happen. And then graze dusk, graze twilight. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's how it goes. Like, I know what a competitive team is going to run before they even hit start. It's not. Yeah. There's no secret. And if they're really good, they're gonna drive the snail right over the top of me. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think something that's kind of interesting about that. I'm trying to remember which chess like YouTube I was watching that says that. I think it was Gotham Chess. He says he said something that's kind of interesting to me. It's like a lot of people when they're playing chess for the first time, they're like trying to set all these traps and they're thinking like, oh, I'm going to like surprise the other person. But really, when you get to a high enough level, it's not really about I'm tricking this person as it is this person is going to value a different position more like they value this piece more than I value this piece so maybe I offer a trade there to strengthen this maybe they do or don't it's not less it's not so much about I'm tricked them or I made them make a mistake as it is what position do I want and so things like that where you go ahead and say like hey we're gonna run snail on this Delp will tell you like the last season or two with Battle Hive Apis 
we ran Snail all four maps. And that's because that's a strategy that we got from B Wong from New York um, on how to run Snail and how to structure your two, three warriors to protect the Snail, protect the escort, and enforce airspace after you've knocked out the opposing military. And we did that the entire season. And yeah. we're not shy about saying, yeah, we're a Snail team, all four maps. And I am a strong proponent of that. I, th I don't know if you played with me at all. In uh, yeah, preseason, I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I was just your like, objective. Yeah, so I was like, three warriors, one snail, all maps. I don't, I don't do, especially not on day map, just because it's easy to ledge. But on, I don't prefer to do berries on day. On dusk, if we don't get our first run on, like if we're doing berries and we do two two, if I don't get two tops, switch and we're immediately going to snail, because I do like how the snail forces the opponent to go in very predictable paths. But that's just because that's what I value. Other people value running berries because berries are permanent. And if you get enough berries, that forces a warrior to stay at the ledge for the rest of the game. And you can force them to be predictable in that way. So, yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, snail forces the warriors to move in a predictable pattern, but the snail also only moves in two directions. So as long as you can defend that well enough and your, your berry runners can throttle berries, uh, as long as they can, you know, stay up on the map, right? Sometimes you can just squeeze a victory out just by holding that snail there. You get one guy running berries in. If he's good enough, you get around the, the ledges. Yep. So, yeah. Everybody's kind of shuffling around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can go ahead and go into the wrap-up. So, hey, Thanks, everybody, for listening in to another episode of Hive Watch. Yeah, thank thank you all so much for having us back on. Yeah, this is like my third time now. It's becoming a regular thing, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely appreciate you all coming out. I got to get you over to my house where I just have, like, open mics, and it's yeah. we don't have to play phone tag with the, uh, with the <laughs> headsets. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've got a nice setup. Barry can tell you. i got a, an actual studio. Yeah, with really nice studio microphones. I just always come here, so I had to come here like directly after work, and so it's just mm. easier for me to, yeah. The only reason I don't have my my work uniform on is because I went and did some apartment hopping today. I didn't necessarily want to advertise work there. That makes it sound like I do something seedy. I'm an insurance agent, so like I just didn't want to have so my. That's not something seedy is what you're telling us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up having to take a call in the middle of the tour, anyways, and it didn't even matter because it was for the wrong state. <laughs> But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to scrims. Thanks for uh, coming back out, Eric. All right, and y'all, thanks for watching, and we will see y'all. Oh yeah, give him you want, time. You want, Antonio wants to t say goodbye. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us on. Next league date, us against Show Me the Honey. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good guys, stuff. You guys, yeah, you guys have been looking forward to that. that that's oh, been yeah. that's been the one that's circled on their calendar over and over again. The other undefeated team in the Bumble Sleuth is oh. Show Me the Honey from Dallas, KT's team. Yeah, um, they've had a. Two map losses, I think, so far, but no actual game losses, you know? Yeah. If I, Five maps? If, if okay. I were them, I would be getting together and practicing okay. a lot because I know you guys are. And like I said, you've had it circled on the calendar. So that is definitely is – that, that's going to be that date too, right? Yeah, 14th. May 14th, yeah. 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 High, high <laughs> leverage. Come join us May 14th at Free Play Dallas, 6 p.m. start, I believe. And uh, you can catch it broadcast at twitch.tv slash fpkql. We won't put it on the free play arcade site. I put it, I made a new Twitch just for the free play Killer Queen League, uh, specifically because that one isn't commentated. But we're getting there. Every every little bit is uh, – I'm making improvements all the time on the stream. But, yeah, thanks for joining us. Oh, and player of the week, no vote this time because clearly 
He won every tournament I've seen in the last week. It's Mario from Austin. I don't even care if he's not in the league. You're the player of the week. Congrats, Mario. <laughs>